0: Welcome to the WOSO Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie Fasulo, and these are the stories of the women inspiring the next generation of footballers. My guest on this episode is Julia Rotter, who plays for both the Washington Spirit and the Sweden national team. We talk about coming to America at age 17, heading back to Sweden to play for five years, Champions League, her time at the 2019 World Cup, and her recent return to America. So, Julia, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for being here.
0: Of course. And we'll just start with how did you get into football as a kid and about what age did you start playing?
1: I think I started when I was about six or seven years old. And it was kind of those uh, things when my mom wanted to put me in some like uh, to meet friends. And, you know, uh, I was in first class and we got like a letter sent to us by our teacher just saying hey do you guys want to try and play soccer and so my mom uh, drove me to the place and we we started to play on like it wasn't even grass or turf it was like uh small rocks like we played on rocks and so it was like a long time ago but I fell in love right away so since then I've, I've been playing yeah that's awesome and So in Sweden,
0: like in America, that's more like youth local clubs. And now we're starting to see more and more academy teams. But obviously, like in England, most people go up through like Tottenham or Manchester or whatever academy.
1: In Sweden, Mm -hmm. was it academies or was it more just like youth
0: local clubs?
1: Yeah, it was a youth like local club. And I feel like now, as you said, it's more of the academies right now that are coming up. But when I was younger, it was just a local club. And then I saw that you also have done track and field
0: swimming and also played, um, I just forgot the name of it, but like floor, floor ball, ball. Yeah, floor yeah. Ball. I about to say, Can you um,
1: <laughs> explain what floor ball is? It's kind of like hockey, but on gym floor. So I think it's like a smaller field uh, than soccer, uh, but. It's like you have a rink and you have the ball is kind of like it's plastic with like holes in it. So and you have like plastic sticks. So it's really kind of like the same way as hockey is played, like you have different plays and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was I played until I was 16. So it was kind of like, do I go for that or soccer? But I'm happy I choose soccer because it's brought me to so many places around the world.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So is that something that's just like super popular in Sweden or is it all over uh,
1: Europe? Because we definitely don't have that in America. Well, at least I don't think that we have it here. (laughs) It's very big in like the Scandinavian countries uh, and maybe Switzerland, but not like the whole of Europe doesn't play it, but it's very one of the bigger sports in Sweden.
0: Okay, that's awesome. And so then you decided to come over. You spent your last year of high school in America and then stayed to play Um, college soccer here at Wisconsin and then headed down to Florida what kind of went into the decision to stay here and play college soccer and kind of how did that opportunity come about at first um, with Wisconsin
1: yeah I was uh, when I was 17 years old I went to uh, one year to Chattuck St. Mary's in Minnesota so it was a kind of like an exchange program with the school there and uh, I had no idea that you could like Play for a college. Like I didn't know, because in Sweden it's all club teams. So whenever I was in Minnesota that year, uh, we did really well and we were one of the better teams in Minnesota. So I got in contact with Wisconsin and ended up getting a a good offer to stay and play in college. And I didn't really have any plans for the future. Uh, And I saw that, or I thought it was a great opportunity to be able to study and also play Uh, and I'm really happy I did that because I feel like now I can kind of feel a little like safer that I have an education so whenever I'm done playing soccer I can go into a field that I I like too uh, in the business so
0: yeah yeah, I'm happy (laughs) definitely I think a lot of um, players obviously you can't play forever. Um, I wish, I'm sure some players wish they could, but yeah, having the backup of having the education. What did you major in
1: while you were um, in college? Uh, I major in hospitality management, so in the school of business. So, yeah, awesome. And obviously, you can do that job
0: anywhere in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be nice. And then you headed down to Florida to play for Florida Gulf Coast. Um, and you had a great career there. I think you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but won the regular season three times, two tournament championships, and made it twice to the NCAA tournament. What was that experience like just to be able to win a good amount of trophies down there? And also, you went from Wisconsin to Florida, which is a huge difference in weather for sure.
1: Yeah, I thought that Wisconsin was fun, but it was like so similar to Sweden. And I kind of, when I had the opportunity to, to be in the US and like experience a, a new culture, I kind of wanted to try something else. So I felt like Florida was such a like big difference from Sweden and I, I fell in love with the school and the beaches and like, it, I felt like I was at like a v- vacation spot for three and a half years. So it was really nice and we had a really good team. So I feel like we we started off great when I first came there and just kept building. So. Whenever I had to graduate and leave, it was like hard. Do I I want to stay or do I want to go back to Sweden? So I I feel like I could have stayed too because I I really love living in Florida.
0: Yeah, I mean, Florida definitely is not a bad place to go live for three years, Mm -hmm. that's for sure. And I imagine it's definitely, like you said, a lot different than Sweden. And then just Mm -hmm. obviously not every international comes and plays soccer in America for college. So what would you say you were able to kind of take away from that experience whether it was on the field or just off the field growing as a person um, in your five years in college here?
1: I think that I learned a lot about myself and like to take care of yourself at, at such a kind of like a young age I was 17 when I first left and I think also that just like meet people uh, from all over the world I think that really gave me like a, a new vision of how the world works and uh yeah I'm really happy that I ended up going to college and also the year in high school here I know I think
0: um like I just graduated college last year and I think for sure you meet a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds no matter what college you're at um, in America so I definitely think it gives you like a more perspective on life and like you said helps you Mm -hmm. grow because you're kind of off on your own from a young age for four years by yourself so I definitely agree that it can help you grow as a person for sure yeah and then you graduated and you head back to Sweden. So you spent five years there with two different teams. Um, you kind of had a different experience with both teams. Can you kind of just talk about your experience there for five years in the domestic league?
1: Yeah, I, so I came back and started playing in a league or in a team that is really close to my family. Cause I, I feel like I have missed them so much. So I wanted to like live at home and just kind of like go into the Swedish culture again. Uh, And our team, we were in the second division when I came back. So that year we did really well and we ended up uh, winning and going to the first division. Uh, So then I kind of like decided that, okay, now I'm going to really go for this and like want to make a great career and like uh, put all my effort into this game. And then, uh, we were in the top league, but kind of like in the bottom half. So in my first team in Sweden, we were fighting to survive and not like go down to the second division again. And, uh, I moved, we ended up actually, uh, how do you say when you like go Re- uh, relegation? Yeah. Like relegation. Yeah. So we ended up uh, getting relegated to the second division and, Uh, I got an offer from Gothenburg to move there and that was like an easy decision because I I knew that I wanted to to keep playing and that fall I also got picked for the national team or got called up so if I wanted to stay and be a part of the national team I I had to to move too so it was like an easy decision to move to Gothenburg and play there.
0: Yeah definitely and then there you guys um, I think you finished twice in second place twice but in 2020 you actually won the league so what was it like Mm -hmm. to finally be able to say that you had won the top division in Sweden with them?
1: Yeah it was I feel like the first uh, years like when we came second we were so like hungry for more like we we knew that we were good enough and I feel like last year when we actually we kept winning a lot of games. And I I was like, okay, I, we, I feel like the whole team only saw the goal. Like we, we need the goal this year. So it was a great feeling winning uh, in the fall. And I felt that it had been really good three years in Gothenburg and I was ready to, to do something else. Yeah. And you got to, while you're at Gothenburg, you
0: got to play in the Champions League, which I think is obviously now, maybe not 10 years ago, but now it's like every footballer's dream, whether Mm -hmm. men's or women's um, to play in Champions League and obviously win it but for you just to be able to say that you were able to play in the champions um league what was that moment kind of like for you
1: it was really cool like the first year we played bayern munich which was uh, such a good team like <laughs> i feel like both both the times we have had kind of unlucky with the draw so yeah the first year we played bayern munich we kind of ended up like playing really close to them like we i think if we tie them away, I think I'm lost by one goal at home. So it wasn't too far away that we were going to keep playing. And then last year we played Manchester City. And I thought that was so cool to be able to play against like one of the world's best teams and also see like the facilities that they train in every day. And yeah, it was a very cool experience.
0: And like you said, obviously just some unlucky draws and sometimes I feel like that is just how it happens in Champions League. Not that there's any easy draw, but yeah, Bayern and then Man City too. Obviously they both made it pretty far this year as well. Mm -hmm. So definitely tough draws there. And like you said, going to Man City and seeing where they train and things like that. Is there a big, did you notice like a big difference between their facilities and then the ones in Sweden?
1: Yeah, I feel like they have, gotten a little farther uh with everything around and I think they are very close with the the men's teams so I think they use a lot of the same facilities and also the academies over there so it was just like different how everything was built up but I also think that Sweden is getting farther and farther every year so I think also that it, it will happen soon in Sweden too because I know that more men's team are bringing up the women's team too so hopefully in a few years it will be similar all around the world
0: yeah hopefully for sure that every men's team around the world will start to share facilities and back their women's side because like you said I think like Chelsea for example is
1: Mm -hmm. you can
0: really see that uh like their men's side and their owners are supporting the women same when you look at Lyon obviously they've been super dominant in that City loves Mm -hmm. um, the women's team. So yeah, hopefully just in the future, every club will be equal between men and women's in terms of resources. So you are there and then you're now back in America, which as someone who's in America, we're happy to have you in the NWSL. Mm -hmm. What went into the decision where you're like, okay, now's the time where I want to go play abroad um, and pro?
1: I think when I my agent told me about it, uh I felt like it was the right decision cuz we won the gold and I kind of felt like I was ready for a new adventure and I knew that I I fit in in the American culture and I it wasn't like too crazy of a move cuz I understand the language and uh I feel like I got a a good uh, like feeling about the team and how they play and I was ready to to move so me and my husband uh, came over here and we're like settling down now and it feels like home now so it's good.
0: And that's nice that he's able to come over here with you and you've been able to settle in. Have you guys been able to explore the DC-Virginia area at all or I don't know how obviously you guys have been busy with the team and also I'm not sure what the COVID rules are in that area but.
1: Yeah we've been like when we've had days off we we've been trying to be outside but uh, we've seen DC and like the monuments and I feel we need to go down there again because we haven't like it was kind of like in a rush just like seeing everything so hopefully soon that family can come and visit and we can do it again
0: yeah it's definitely a nice area down there and like Mm -hmm. you said you like the way that like the spirit play and stuff and I think you guys are definitely one of the more fun teams to watch right now in the league guys are obviously pretty young you have some rookies and some second years that have a lot of talent and you guys have been able to like, get some points so far I know that it's still early in the season but for you what, how have you guys been able to like, get these early points so far and keep building as a team
1: yeah I feel like uh, after the challenge cup we that was kind of like we got the feeling of each other and like it was still er- so early And I feel like once the regular season started, we started to play better soccer, and we could really like connect all the passes, have more precision. And I think that as a team, we're now like we we are so good in every position. And I think that helps with training too. Like whenever we play each other and we are doing drills in training, I feel like the level is really high. And I think that helps uh, when we are playing the games too. That we have really good trainings. So yeah, I I think think that's why.
0: Definitely mm-hmm. have some depth in certain positions as well, which is obviously always nice. And like I said, you guys have been super fun to watch. So looking forward to like, keep watching you guys this season. Obviously, you guys have a big matchup this weekend versus Orlando as their top of the table. So what will you guys mm-hmm. be kind of looking to do to contain, obviously, like Alex Morgan, Cindy LaRue, but everyone on that team has looked fantastic. So just for this weekend, what are you guys looking to do first? them to get tied at top of the table?
1: Yeah, uh, it's gonna be a big game and it's fun that we finally can play at home. And I think it will be important because they're all really fast in transitions. So if we can just like try and keep the ball and not give it up and uh, so they can counter. So we have to make sure that we, we keep the ball in our team and don't let it to them.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'll be looking forward to watching that. I think everyone will be, that's probably the matchup of the weekend for sure. And then just kind of talking about your like integrating into the team, obviously, wherever, whatever team you've played for in the past, and now you play multiple positions, whether it's outside back winger, like in the center of the field, how have you been able to kind of use that versatility and just, I mean, obviously you can play every position and that's Mm -hmm. some players can't do that. So how do you kind of take advantage of being able to play in so many different spots?
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, when I'm out on the field, I try to just, like, even if I'm a wingback or a center or mid, I, I try to just, like, play soccer. And I kind of, when I'm a center mid, I know what role I need to play. And when I'm, like, a wingback, I know the role I have to play there. So I try to just, like, be very uh, humble and just, like, okay, I'm I'm out on the field and just enjoy being out on the field and do what's best for the team. So I try to just, like, take the role to my heart and just do my best. Oh yeah. And that's
0: nice to hear. Cause I think everyone successful teams is more, it's kind of built when every player kind of just knows their role. Um, But I'm sure teams and coaches love to have you on their team when they can slide you in wherever mm-hmm. they need you for sure. And then moving to your international career, obviously you've played on the youth national team for Sweden and the senior squad. What was it like when you got your first call up to the senior squad like what was kind of going through your head when you found out
1: it was like I really remember the day because it was such a like I knew that I I was like they were thinking about taking me in but you never know until you hear the call you know yeah and uh, I was at the moment working as a salesperson so I was actually at work and was about to like finish work and go to training so I think I had like lunch and I was I left my phone because I was like, oh, I don't need it when I have lunch, you know, and I came back to my phone and it like had exploded like so many calls and so many like texts and everything. So when I like uh, saw that, I was like, OK, I guess I got called up because <laughs> this not doesn't happen on a regular day. So it was yeah. uh, a lot of like I was so happy and uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny.
0: People say you don't need your phones, but obviously in some cases you want to have it with you. And you kind of mentioned like you were working as a salesperson and playing. What was that kind of like to be working a job and then still playing professional soccer?
1: Yeah, uh, that was like a really tough time in my life. I would say I to be able to like live my life economically, I had to work. So I worked usually from eight to five went straight to training and like maybe ate something around eight o'clock or nine and then try to like sleep so I could go up in the morning at seven again the next day and that was like my days uh, every day and usually I had uh, one afternoon a week that I could rest and like after uh, a few months of that I kind of like hit the wall and I had to stop work. I only worked 75% because I couldn't, I couldn't play professional soccer and also work that much. So that was like a tough time in my life, but I'm also happy that I know what it was like, what it's like. So I now can like, when I have too much going on, I can like kind of stop before that happens. So uh, definitely I'm happy that I don't have to do that anymore, but. I also have like an understanding now that what it's like to to be working and also playing for cuz like women's hockey I feel like they haven't got got as far as like women's soccer so I know like kind of like what they go through uh, in their life right now so yeah yeah that definitely I
0: mean that schedule sounds crazy and i think is obviously a lot for anyone to do and i think it just shows i mean like you're saying hockey and then even i'm sure in some parts of the world there's women's players that are still mm-hmm. working and playing full time or in the off season are working so it just shows that the game still has a little bit of ways to go before everyone's able to be able to just play full time and also support themselves in terms of yeah. living so yeah that's crazy that and that was your schedule for sure um mm-hmm. And then, so in 2019, obviously the World Cup, you made the roster for the World Cup. Mm -hmm. I mean, how did you find that out? And just, I mean, I would imagine that's like the highest thing you can get um, for international career. So was that like just to find out you're going to the World Cup?
1: Yeah, that was really crazy too, because I was actually eating dinner with two of my teammates and uh, my husband and one of the other girls' uh, boyfriends. So we were like kind of sitting Uh, but both of them play soccer too so we were like oh should we look or not I was like no like Jacob my husband wanted to look so he was actually like having his headphones in (laughs) and watched uh, like the press uh, conference so and I was like okay I'm just gonna enjoy eating because I was too nervous I knew I was like maybe going but you never know yeah and he just like threw the phone at me and he's like we're going to France and I just like, oh my God, are you for real? And then after that, I couldn't eat. We were just like celebrating and it was really, really exciting.
0: No, Yeah, that's awesome for sure. And that's funny that he was like, no, I'm going to watch and find <laughs> out because I feel like I would have been like you. Like, I don't want to ruin uh-huh. dinner. Like if it's no, so that's funny. And can you kind of just, before we talk about how you guys did at the World Cup, what is it kind of like off the field at the World Cup in terms of, I would imagine you're kind of in this bubble for a month so what was that kind of like when you weren't playing games or training
1: yeah it, it's definitely like you go into a bubble like first we had a pre-camp in sweden and we were just all together Uh you train a lot like you train you rest you eat you sleep and you have fun too like you do a lot of like team related uh, activities and uh i think we we got two days off before we actually went to france so First, we were at camp for 10 days. We got off two days just to, like, see our families before we went off. And once we were in France, it was just, like, you are really close with the team. And you you stay in really nice hotels. And you train every day. And you have games, like, every... I feel like the time kind of went by fast. Because you, you always have a, a game, like, four or five days ahead of you. Or even less, three days. So... And we kept on doing really well. So... I'm really excited that we got the bronze medal. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say next, obviously, you guys would have wanted to win gold. I mean, that's why everyone's there. But yeah. you guys did win bronze. But I was going to ask, so in terms of, obviously, you guys played the Netherlands. I was actually at that game. Very good game. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Obviously, it went into overtime. How were you guys able to then switch your mindset? Obviously, losing a tough game, playing extra minutes,
1: and then go in to the third place game to beat England yeah I think that we we were all like wanted to bring something home because we did so well and had a really the team were really like close together I feel like we didn't have any clicks it was just like everyone got along together and the energy in the team and around the staff was really great so we just like decided the day before like okay hey we're gonna we're gonna go home with a medal so I think that like really helped us, even though we were pretty tired going into that game, we, we gave it all and it was so worth it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say for you
0: to be able to say that you were able to win a bronze medal for your country, what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, It's very, very cool and it has a special place in my heart. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it was definitely one of the craziest moments of my life. Yeah, and that tournament was awesome. And obviously the Olympics are coming up, so can't wait for that
0: as well. Um, so so in America, like when there's a big tournament coming up, we kind of joke at this point and we're like, oh, Sweden's going to be in our group. So just go ahead and tell us who else in our in our group. Is that how you guys kind of feel too? Like at this point, you're just prepared prepared that America's going to be in your group?
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we're always going to end up playing them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, the World Cup, now the Olympics.
0: Yeah, of the World Cup or the Olympics before that. Yeah, so it just seems mm-hmm. like, for some reason, it is always pulled in the same group. Mm-hmm. And as an American fan, I hate. Pla- I feel like you guys mm-hmm. are one of our toughest opponents always. So I hate when we get yeah. paired with you guys in major tournaments for sure. Um, and then kind of just looking to the future, and obviously, I think every player just wants to win as many trophies as possible but what would be like the ultimate thing you would want to achieve in your career whether it's for club or for the national team
1: yeah like my dream here is to to win the season here and do well in the championship and uh, i really think that we have the possibilities to do that because we have a uh, such a great group of uh, players so i definitely think we'll be up there uh, competing and also of course, I, I would want to play the Olympics this uh, this year. Uh, and I think that's maybe the, the goals I have for now and haven't really looked farther than this year. <laughs> yeah,
0: and obviously you just got called up um, to the camp for Sweden. June, yeah, we're in June. I'm like, I don't even know what month it is anymore for <laughs> um, June. So congrats on that. And I think you guys are playing Australia. And who was the other team that you guys are uh, playing? Norway. Norway, yeah. Norway. So what are you kind of looking forward to? that camp and just getting back um into the international scene and for those games.
1: Yeah, I think it will be two really good games. Norway is like always uh hard to play. So I think that will be a good game. And also I don't really know a lot about Australia, but I think it's it will be a good game too. And it's nice being in Sweden playing two games there. We're used to the weather and used to like everything around. Uh, so I'm really excited for that and hopefully after this uh, 10 days uh, uh they will think about bringing me to the Olympics too so I hope so yeah I hope
0: I'm, I'll be hoping too that obviously <laughs> you get caught up to the Olympics and like you said Norway and Australia Norway I think showed in the World Cup this past year I mean I thought they had a really good World Cup that they're going to be an issue for teams in the future and obviously Australia has some good players and like you said it's nice to be in Sweden where you're used to the weather Mm -hmm. because I would imagine most of the players on Australia are not used to that weather or if they are they don't probably like it um, (laughs) for sure so those will be good games I think and like you said hopefully you get called up to the Olympics and I'll be hoping Mm -hmm. that as well and then now I kind of just have some rapid fire more like fun questions for you so what would your
1: dream vacation spot be Oh, I think it's Thailand. Like I was there two years ago and I absolutely love the food and the beaches and the weather. So I think that that's my favorite. Thank you. You're not,
0: I think I've had at least one, maybe two other people on the podcast say that answer as well. So I'm like, I need to put that (laughs) on my bucket list, I guess. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Who is the funniest person on the Spirit and then on the Sweden team?
1: I think in spirit i would say emily sonnet because she's just i never under like she's funny that i don't even understand that she's funny you know because it's like kind (laughs) of still a language barrier but i also knew her a little bit before coming here so yeah i think she's funny and in sweden i think i would say caroline seger uh, the captain or i would say sophia Jakobson because she she doesn't know she's funny but she is really funny <laughs> those are the best type of funny people like they don't realize mm-hmm. it
0: but everyone else is like no you're funny and same with yeah. Sonnet I think obviously like don't know her, never talk to her but I can say but like social media what people post she definitely seems very entertaining that's for sure yeah <laughs> and then are there any what show are you currently watching or what would you recommend for people to watch right now on tv oh
1: i actually started watching uh, ashley hatch she said that i should watch it so now i'm really uh, hooked on that and it's called 90 day fiance <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious because i can kind of like understand both sides you know yeah so yeah that's a good one <laughs> that's funny
0: i actually have never seen it but i've definitely seen previews for it and know other people that watch it for sure yeah um what is obviously you've spent years here in college and now we're
1: back what's the best food you've had in America oh it's so crazy how like many places that are good but I think like the cookies here are so good because they're so like chewy and they're like huge so yeah I mean I don't know if that's like food but I that's count. yeah it's <laughs> <That's laughs> definitely something that's like crazy good
0: here compared to Sweden. I agree. I think soft cookies are the way to go for sure.
1: Is yeah. there a big difference in food between America and Sweden? Yeah like the portion sizes and <sighs> I think yeah I think that's the biggest difference and that like here you can really find so many places that you can like you can grab food really fast. Like yeah I think in Sweden we don't really have any really like we have McDonald's of course but not yeah. so many other places where you can g- grab like Fast food, but here you can have like Chipotle, you can have like Panera, you can have so many that like gives you fast food. But it's still like everything is not unhealthy, but it's just like the sizes are huge. So
0: I would say our sizes are probably bigger compared to most places in the world. But like you said, there's (laughs) so many fast food options, no matter Mm. yeah where you are. That's for sure. And then, what part of Sweden? If someone was going to take a vacation to Sweden, what part would you tell them to go to?
1: I think oh it's hard like either where I grew up or Gothenburg where I lived the last three years but I think I like the oceans so I would stay Gothenburg because it's it's really cool and it's a bigger city so you can get like a little bit of city life but also a little outside you have the cliffs and you can jump to the ocean from the cliffs so it's pretty cool oh
0: yeah that's awesome so if I ever go to Sweden I will remember that and yeah. add that <laughs> to my list of things to do and then okay if obviously your answer would be Sweden so if you couldn't choose Sweden who do you think would win the Olympics this summer like if
1: Sweden wasn't there oh okay I think Sweden will win (laughs) yeah otherwise I think the U.S. will be a tough one too yeah I mean I hope
0: that they're a tough one and we win it but if we can't win it I hope that you guys can win it this year I feel like you guys deserve to win gold um and then what (laughs) is yeah you guys look very good against us whenever you played us like well two yeah. months ago or something I mean honestly we should have lost um mm-hmm. but yeah you guys are looking very good then so I think you guys are gonna have a good tournament for sure
1: yeah what is your most used emoji if you use them I use the one with hearts a lot like the heart face oh yeah yeah that's I think a good that one. one or or the one that laughs with a, a little sweat drop here.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 (laughs) that's, yeah, that one is definitely necessary in certain situations. And then last one that I ask every guest for you, I don't know, this might be interesting since you're not from America, if you could pick the next NWSL expansion team, what city would you put it in?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, I think I'll I'll put Fort Myers because I really love living there, so it would (laughs) be fun going back there. I mean, yeah, that'd definitely be a good one. Another Florida team
0: um, would be mm-hmm. nice for sure. So, you know, I'll let the commissioner know. Um, yeah, I'll do next that next <laughs> time. Yeah, next time they're looking, and then we'll see if we can get you <laughs> down to that team. But that is all that I have for you today. So, thank you so much for joining me. It was great talking to you.
1: Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to
0: this week's episode. You can subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts and also make sure to follow us on social media at WOSO Digital for more women's football content.